Prison Colony Resistance is brought to you by Sam and the Vaxman Productions. Prison Colony Resistance. Where you come to get your PCR test for true. Vaxman coming straight to you from Moscow. We have very urgent news here at the pre- No, I'm sorry, listeners. I won't do that to you the whole show. This is the Vaxman coming back at you with Prison Colony Resistance. This is episode Baker's 12, if you can believe it. We are at 12 episodes and going as strong as ever. And joining with me at this lucky dozen number is none other than the superstar, the man of the hour, the best podcast host in the business. Sam, how you doing, Sam? Yeah, doing well. Uh, you say episode twelve, but yeah, you know, we've really racked up around twenty-one, I think. But yeah, who's counting? I mean, if you, if you want to count, if you want to count the interviews, but, but I'm glad you started off with comrade because, geez, what a fucking crazy week it's been. Wow, we have a new enemy, number one, huh? He's on every single wanted poster across the city. Wanted, dead or alive? Dead or alive? Uh, well. <laughs> Careful, careful, what, careful how you choose your words. Everybody wants Putin's head on a Putin, Putin. Everyone has uh, opinions on how to say his name. Sky News says it one way. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hayes, Chris Hayes says it the other way. And uh, everyone's debating whether he's a tyrant or a liberator. And he is public enemy number one. And all of a sudden, I thought, that he would have to start wearing like a, a COVID spiky hat, like a swimmer's hat with spikes coming out of it to be able to get attention away from COVID. But no, he just has to be Putin. And now that's all we talk about. So are we, are we celebrating tonight? Is this, are we, are we done? Is, is, is the COVID narrative finished? Are we out of, are we out of a job? Do we have to actually turn to like political satire and, and read about politics and, international diplomacy uh, you know it's not something i really signed up for no I, I never said i would download the hands art and read that oh god no 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 <laughs> look, look covid's out rushes in it's a new day right? it seems that way huh? so we're evolving no look there's still plenty of shit going on in the world of covid don't don't worry about that um because while everyone's looking over towards europe there's still some moves being made. I have absolutely no doubt about that. Yeah. And like, like I said, last episode, we, we discussed how the fact that the resistance, um, whoever is whatever WEF, our local governments, our Commonwealth governments, 
whatever force is oppressing oppressing the resistance, they have created a, a circle around us and they keep compressing that circle and making it smaller and smaller and encircling us in even tighter spaces just by moving in symmetrically. And we've seen that they move in with the digital ID. We've seen what they start moving in with war and they're moving in on the, through the back door with all this other COVID stuff that keeps happening in the background, even though technically COVID seems to be finished. Well, for now, I've got a sneaky suspicion that you know, it'll make a it'll make a very strong comeback when the narrative warrants it. Mm. Do you know a Tasmania public? Mm. I say again. Did you know a Tasmania just recently published? Uh, I don't know, but Check haven't they gone? Up. Haven't they gone completely dark? Like they've lost internet, but like across the whole state, they're, they're what? Yeah, man, I read that today. They're the um, first victims of this new world order, the cyber uh, shutdown. The, the cynic in me says, <laughs> "Well, you know, um, I just I can't. I just think people are just full of shit." Wait, 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 wait. Everyone- this might be conspiracy theory. This might be like, you know, uh, what is it? Whisper down the lane, you know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how yeah. do we actually know that Tasmania cannot connect to the internet? Well, I saw it on the news. God, oh, come on. I see. Oh, so you believe what's uh, on the news now, Sam. Of course. Tasmania internet and phone services down in major outage across much of the state. Uh, Telstra said the outage was caused by cuts to two cables connecting the island state to the mainland. Now, who is someone in scuba gear down there doing some some maintenance with some scissors? Um, Like the banks closed early, shops had to shut down because no FPOS, no one's using cash. This is all, I'm sorry, but this is just. What? Man. I mean, this is like, like Tony and Joey out on a tinny. Like, go take care of that, Tony. Go take care of that, Joey. Hey, Tony. What were you doing right down there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I just uh, cut the green one. Just cut it, man. Uh, <laughs> Dark. Completely gone. So that happened. What? Yeah. Oh. So, I don't know, maybe it's a maybe maybe it's a um a little test mm. a little test to see how people cope see how society reacted and well look businesses shut up people couldn't buy this stuff because they don't have cash yeah crazy times man i think i think you were going to see a lot more of it i think sam you know what this might be this might be a new segment of our show that we're mm-hmm. going to call the prison colony resistance. You caught me monologuing, mate. Segment. Okay, let's. That's. Uh, we really need to do pre-production meetings. Um. <laughs> okay, lay it on me. What have you got? Oh, so this is going to be a beautiful segment because this segment it starts wow, self, off self self promotion. Oh, oh your, it's your... it's amazing. I already have it envisioned in my head. So basically, okay. this is um. This is a segment in which our, it's like that. Um, okay, so we have to set it up, right? We can't just spring a new segment on the audience and expect them to keep up. You know, they might be, uh, you know, like busy washing dishes and like, whoa, what's going on? All of a sudden we're in a new segment. So basically what this is, is 
those moments in those James Bond movies, when James Bond is tied to a table or a Batman movie, when Batman is caught by the Joker, those moments when, um, you know, the, the hero is caught and the villain starts telling them the whole plan. Dude, just kill him. Just this is the one person who can stop that plan from happening. Just put a bullet in their brain and get it done with. But no, what happens in these movies is this. How do you think I got rich? I invented weapons, and now I have a weapon that only I can defeat. And when I unleash it, I'll get. You sly dog! You got me monologuing. I can't believe it. So this, you caught me monologuing moment. Now goes to the best villain in the business. And Sam, we know who that is, right? Who is the best Bond villain in today's day and age? I think that's uh, it's going to be the one and only leader as well. Was he self, self-appointed? I think he's self-appointed. Yes, I don't think is anybody he... elected him to be leader of the world. I don't, I don't think so. But no, this is uh, Klaus Schwab, the Klaus. leader of the World Economic Forum. Not just Klaus Schwab. Klaus Diplomatic Immunity Schwab. I know. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's hear your... Go ahead. You do the diplomatic immunity. No. Come on, mate. We, we could put it out like a poll to our listeners. Who is the best villain from Lethal Weapon 4? 3? <laughs> All uh, right. I think it's 2. It was a Lethal Weapon 2 when the, South, so. African, the South Africans yes. are coming the in. The South African one. Yeah, I think it was Ooh. number 2. Yeah. Just Why is there it. plastic on the ball? Okay, let's do it. Number of these <laughs> shenanigans. So here's our villain of the week, Klaus Schwab, monologuing his plan. Under the Diplomatic Relations Act, no diplomatic agent may be detained or arrested. Once his identity has been established. We do have a serious diplomatic situation here, which I will be taking up with your State Department first thing in the morning. Well, you got me quaking in my boots, but I'm still going to bring you down. My dear officer, you could not even give me a barking ticket. Who is the ticket now, hey? Roger. Diplomatic immunity. It's just been revoked. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. President Biden has been presented with options for massive cyber attacks against Russia. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention. There were reports overnight that uh, Anonymous, uh, a group of hackers took down Russian uh, TV. To the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, some of the offensive cyber operations under consideration include everything from shutting down the internet to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services. Attacking a lot of the 
uh, government institutions and uh, again the oligarchs and their uh, you know their way of life through cyber attacks. It is important to use the COVID-19 crisis. Should Americans be bracing as we dial up the sanctions on Russia for them to break into our space in cyber uh, warfare? As a timely opportunity to reflect. You have the leader of Russia and the leader of the United States of America saying, hey, yes, if they cyber attack, we are going to attack back strong. On the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw. Russia unleashes its full cyber power against Ukraine. Once you put malware into the wild, in a sense, uh, it knows no geographic boundaries. And improve our unpreparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. And when I unleash it, I'll get You sly dog! You got me monologuing! I can't believe it! They have it trademarked already. A cyber a pandemic. cyber pandemic. Holy fucking shit. Well, it's already patented. It's on the t-shirt. Cyber pandemic. It was, no, no doubt it was patented, you know, what, three or four years ago? Oh, absolutely. Look, it, look it's interesting with this mob. They, they're so self-righteous and demonic that they can't help but tell us because they're so you know what's 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 the word what's the word what's the word i'm looking for arrogant arrogant in their approach right mm. so they, they, they they're literally telling us what's going to happen hubris right right the, the signs are there mm. and you just need to be you need to have uh, have your eyes open enough to see what they're telling us they're literally saying we're going to have a great reset. This is the fourth industrial revolution. Cyber attacks are coming. Once it starts getting planted in mainstream media, all right, and you'll see it, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times before it actually happens because when it happens, it's like, oh, yeah, well, we knew it was coming. They told us about it. <laughs> they told us about it. They, yeah, they predicted it. it. And it's gonna happen. Like I'm, I'm completely, I'm completely convinced that it will happen. Which means then we'll show. No, there'll always be. As long as there's a Klaus in the world, we will be there. As long as there's a Scott Morrison in the world, in governments, we will be there. As long as there's a Trudeau trying to oppress our truckers, we will be there, Sam. Resisting. Mm, but that's 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 the thing, isn't it? You know, like. <laughs> On your day-to-day, right, when you go back to your normal life, and if you said to someone, oh, man, do you know what the World Economic Forum is? What what kind of answer would you get from that? Mm. Now, I do have exposure to very smart people, technically, or right? like what they call smart, the, the intelligentsia. Because I do work near or around, maybe inside, maybe over, somewhere around there, a tertiary level education institution. That's my secret identity. Um, but yes, no. As they say here in, <laughs> hey, yeah, no, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. Nah. I'd just look at you and go, what? No, <laughs> no they wouldn't. You, you want to go? You want to go? You want to go check that out? And research that? Nah. It'll just impact on my life too much, man. I don't want to be uncomfortable in my own thoughts. I just want to go home and, you know, sit on the couch, put on my streaming service, have a big screen in front of me, little screen in my hand, and just 
be completely numb to what's going on in the world. Mm. Is, is That's basically where society is at the moment, isn't it? And if you say there are shortages coming, look, we're going to get cyber attack. Blah, if you say any of that, you know, they look outside and everything's normal, man. I mean, everyone's mm. got a mask on, which is not, that's kind of freaky. Like you go everywhere. Everyone has. Yeah. A mask. That's, that's one, that's one thing I still can't get used to. Mm. Right. I can't, it, it, it makes me so fucking uncomfortable because it's, it's, it is a, it's a huge sign of oppression. Right? Yeah. And, and the fact that they're still wearing them, there is no risk. It's been two years. I have not worn one mask. Mm. Right. It's interesting thing to me, okay. Sam, is like um, when you have those masks on, right, you can't really see a person's face because it covers the nose and the mouth. Mm. And all you can see is their eyebrows and their eyes. And mm. you know what they say about eyes. Um, mm. With only two pounds per square inch of pressure, you can pop them out. So, oh, oh, I didn't oh no, you're going to say that. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what they usually say about eyes, but keep that in mind. Uh, so um, basically, the eyes are the windows to the soul. That's now, what you were doing. Before, you couldn't really stare at a person's eyes. Like you can't make eye contact directly for too long because you freak people out. So you got to like avert your eyes and you can look at the mouth and the nose and distract yourself. But now you got nothing else to look at. I'm just going to watch a piece of uh, fabric like pulsate in and out as they talk. Mm. What? So you look at their eyes and every single person's eyes today and that I've been working, you know, seeing my colleagues, their eyes are like, um, it's the eyes that you see right as you hit a bump on your bike and you're flying over the handlebars. You know, when your eyes sort of open wide and you're like, oh, (laughs) yeah, that's the look they all have. Eyes open wide, pupils fully open. Like, what is happening? What is happening? Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. Um, Yeah, it's 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 a it's a strange old strange old world to be in at the moment. There's an, an underlying, and I think we say this nearly every week, there's, there's that sense of normality out there with an underlying tinge of just one thing just needs to spark before everything just goes kaboom mm. one way or the other. Right. So, well, look, let's, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the weekend just gone. We had the freedom rallies across Australia. We did. Right. Um, it happened in Canberra. Not a huge crowd compared to a fortnight or three weeks ago, but to be expected. Um, we attended the Adelaide rally. It was hot. I'm, I'm not built for the sun, so I did try to find some shade. Um, some good speakers, right? But I think I, I, I'm, I'm all for this and I support it, but I think we're at a point where whoever's there is whoever's there there's not a lot of new like the numbers aren't getting bigger Mm. right how did you see it that was just me it it was um i think several several factors led to i think the nothing to do with the organizers you know they're trying their best and usually i guess we should start at the beginning for those who don't know uh in adelaide the rallies follow like a usual trajectory we meet at rundle park now rundle park Mm -hmm. is a it's um, if you've seen Adelaide on a map, you see the parklands around the city and they're, um, you know, they're entrusted to the government to keep up and you cannot build on them. There's so many restrictions on parklands and Rundle Park is on the kind of east end of the city. 
Um, so it's a, and it's by the botanical gardens and it's by the, the university. So it's a wonderful area to spend time in. And it has wonderful shady trees where you can easily find a nice gentle shade from the scorching hot Aussie sun. However, that part of Adelaide is now being used for the Fringe Festival, uh, of which we are not allowed to enter as unvaccinated uh, people. Even though restrictions are falling everywhere else in Adelaide, the Fringe Festival is put restrictions on vaccination. Oh, that's how I many look. Yeah, look, restrictions are falling all across across the world, and even here in Australia, we, we you know New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, Eastern states, they're all dropping you know, a, a bulk of their stuff, but here we're kind of languishing again. I mean, that's not unusual for Adelaide. We do languish behind the rest of the country. Uh, mask mandate still in place. Vaccination segregation is definitely still happening. Um, we've got the football season coming up, and if you're not double vaccinated, you're not going Adelaide over to watch a footy. You can't go to the zoo. You cannot go to certain wineries and restaurants or hairdressers because guess what? They're still enforcing this bullshit double vaccination status, which actually doesn't prevent anything. And, you know, like the, the vaccination, it could be up to date, right? To be up to date in your vaccination that has all these different connotations. Is it the booster? It depends. Have you, wow. Has your industry been mandated for the booster? And then yes, if not, then no. There's a, all these technicalities. Well, up to date is actually three, isn't it? I think that's what they're trying to push, but there's well, some industries that, that, that haven't, but there's some industries that haven't, yeah. like the police haven't recommended boosters. They're only at two. Right. I think so aged I care, thought, healthcare I, I, workers, I was, definitely yes, but. I was under the assumption that Atagi and the TGA have actually come out and said up to date is three shots. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we did report that like two episodes ago. Yeah. However, yeah. we know the police. They haven't been boosted. They haven't been mandated for the booster. No, but the fucking fireys now are in the firing line and they've <laughs> got to get jabs. Like this, you know, they were pretty well left alone for them for the most part of it. And now all of a sudden. And speaking of falling restrictions, they, this came out of Tasmania, the Department of Health. If the cyber attack happened just before or just after they put this out. This is their last beacon to the world before they. It was it was their last telegram. It was their last communique. Shut down by the Russians or the Chinese. Before it went went dark. And it says from 12.01 a.m. Saturday, 26 February, 2022, there will no longer be any entry requirements for travelers entering Tasmania. This means regardless of your vaccination status or where you have traveled from, you will be able to visit Tasmania without registration or testing requirements. For more information about traveling to Tasmania, visit coronavirus.tas.gov.au. Additionally, there will no longer be a requirement for patrons and staff to be up to date with their COVID-19 vaccinations to enter pubs, nightclubs, or bars. The vaccination requirement will also be removed from licensed events, except where public health identifies there's an increased risk of COVID-19. Isn't that nice of them? You ever been to Tasmania? I have, yeah. I did my honeymoon in Tasmania. It's lovely. Wow. 
Yeah, it's a it's a nice place. I haven't been there for a long time. Um, wow, the last time I was there I was nine years old. A very long time, a very long time ago, man. They used, they they used to have the uh, the Cadbury chocolate factory there. Ooh. Right, you got yeah, man. You go in there, you get free samples, do a tour of the plant. It was it was great as a nine as a nine year old kid, man. That was awesome. Can't beat that. And now you can go back, Sam. You no longer have to be vaccinated to go into this Tasmanian uh, part of Australia. Well, you know where I would go if I'd actually got on a plane and went to, ta- I'd go to the Bogues factory, the oh. brewery. Yeah. That's like the chocolate factory for adults. <laughs> right. You just, you just graduate. Yeah. So there you go. So Tasmania, just ah, whatever, man. So here you are. You're a waitress. But- Hey, the, Northern the Northern Territory has done the same thing. The only one we're waiting on is WA. WA. But that'll come down soon enough. Yeah. So, all right, Sam. So we, we kind of got um, a little bit deviated from our conversation. We were talking about the restrictions and the Rundle Park mm. and um, mm. the double oh, vaccination. Yes. So yes, 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 yes. Because of this fringe festival being taking place at that, where we usually do the, the rallies, Uh, We were moved and we, uh, uh, Kathy had organized to start the rally at government house. But then according to the reports that we heard, the police said that there would be too many people that were expected to arrive. So they were going to move us to Victoria square. Mm -hmm. Now, if any, if there are any like non Adelaideans listening to us or who haven't been to Adelaide, Victoria square is literally surrounded by four lane mega roads to traverse traffic through the city. It's not a pedestrian friendly area. No, no, it's not. No, look, I'm, look, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, the location, I don't know, maybe, maybe if it was a different day, if it was cooler, if, if I don't know, a whole bunch of, bunch of different things, but. Um, and like know, the, I, the square itself has very little, very little shade. Like there's these tiny little trees. True. They're not, they're trees. They're normal park, sort of city park trees, but they're not the big, big, thick canopy of shade that we had at Rondo Park. So there's hardly any, any shade. There's a lot of sun. And then they did a. Um, We're welcome to country uh-huh. and a smoking ceremony, which I thought was good. I thought that was, that was different. It was, you know, that hadn't been done before. And, and that was, that was good. It was a full-on smoking ritual. So it was like, it, it was a lot of smoke and a lot of people were coughing, you know? So it, I understand the ritual nature, but like perhaps, you know, maybe a bit smaller next time. <laughs> maybe not the full reconstruction. Maybe do like a, I don't know, one to 16th size. Okay. So my my main, I don't know, concern issue, call it what you want um, and yeah, we had Kathy on last week and she's amazing. She's a hell of a hard worker and yeah. she's been doing this a long time. Um, we're not we're not laying this at Kathy's shoes at all because God, there's no. a lot of also juggle. Like God, we said, no. the police moved us. That was the location they gave us. I'm, um, I'm talking in general across Australia, okay? Not just here. Um, I think we're at a point now when with, with those that know and that want to be there are going to be there. It's almost like we're preaching to the converted, right? For something, so for something to break, for something to give, we need more people. 
like a tide, like a swell, uh, like an right. overswelling of, of the populace right. so who is something has to give one way or the other. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you, Sam, because at this point, it does seem like we've entered into this like sort of um, like kind of like a sitcom, you know, it's like we, we are Larry in Three's Company, like coming over to visit Jack and everyone. Oh, Larry's on. Oh, special guest star. And we're the Larry. Duh, 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 duh. We show up for like two minutes and, you know, in, in one whole season or like yeah. one week, we show up for two minutes and then we're gone. Come and knock on our door. Janet, grab my jacket. Larry, just in time. Darlene's a call girl. Could you run that by me again? <laughs> She's a hundred dollar a night call girl. Not, there's no time to explain, so please, Larry, I need your help. Gee, I'd love to, Jack, but I'm down to my last three dollars. Come dance on our floor. Come dance on our floor. Take a step that is new. Take a step that is new. We've a lovable space that needs your face. Three's company, too. You'll see that life is a ball again, laughter is calling for you. Down at our rendezvous, down at our rendezvous, please company too. And they don't mind us, like they, ah, oh, it's Larry again, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, then they're, they're definitely this, uh, tol tolerating what we're doing, but like I said, I, I don't think, uh, like I said, the people that are there have been there from the beginning. And needs to it needs to get bigger. They are tolerating us, but at the same time, the restrictions in South Australia have not eased. So we no. still have. Oh, no. We can dance and sing, can't we? Somewhat, I guess. Right? We can we can stand up and drink. We have to wear masks everywhere. We can, we can have more than ten people in our home. So yeah, you know, we're we're living free here, man. This is. This is a golden state. We're having Barbies again <laughs> with our friends oh, and family. Yeah. But if you're in a if you're in a public space, you're masked up, right? And if you're not masked up, somebody's gonna say, "Can you put on a mask?" Mm. Um, so that's happening. Uh, the other things that happening is they're recommending boosters for certain areas of the health industry, and yeah. there's no evidence that the booster does anything to Omicron. Um, in addition, we've seen that. You know, the close contact rules are, have you read those close contact rules, Sam? Uh, I haven't. It's, uh, no. <laughs> it is the most ridiculous <laughs> no. thing, man. Yeah, I. that's why I haven't read them. It would it, just infuriate me too much. So here in South Australia, the close contact regime, the regulations that govern close contacts, do my head in. And I, I, I applaud you, Sam, for staying away from them and, and doing your best not to read them and let them incept you with the, with the insanity of the rules. So let me just read to you a little bit of what these rules are so that you understand the fact that in South Australia, we're not being oppressed with batons like they are in Canada. We're not being oppressed by UN goons like they are in, in Canada as well, or in um, maybe even in New Zealand. We're not being pushed around like the New Zealand cops are doing to the, the protesters there in Wellington, but we are getting oppressed in this sort of bureaucratic insanity of rules and regulations that just make no sense. And, and 
if we comply with them, it just shows the government and the bureaucrats, oh yeah, just keep doing that because that's we're spinning in circles and getting dizzy. Here it is. Pretty much, gonna, pretty much. I'm going to read now from the, the close contact policy. Straight from a Corella de Spurrier's Dalmatian puppy killing farm. What does a close contact need to do? If you live with someone who has tested positive to COVID-19, and you cannot appropriately quarantine away from them, you must quarantine for 14 days from the date their test was taken. You do not need to have a COVID-19 PCR test unless you develop any symptoms. If you are a close contact and do not live with someone who has tested positive, or you can appropriately quarantine away from them, you must follow the below advice for close contacts. Immediately quarantine for seven days since you saw the positive case, get a PCR test immediately, and again on day six after exposure, a negative day six test is required to be released from quarantine, or if no COVID-19 symptoms, rapid antigen test on day one, three, five, and seven alternate days after exposure. Get a PCR test again immediately if symptoms develop, not attend high-risk settings of COVID management plan events for 14 days after exposure, wear a surgical mask around others, avoid contact with vulnerable people, young children, elderly, pregnant people with chronic health conditions, avoid non-essential activities, avoid working across work sites, and avoid shared spaces and maintain physical distance on days 8 to 14 after exposure. What the fuck? Uh. <laughs> did you get uh, all that because no, there's a test at the end no. oh is there oh yeah. oh no oh so who are these close contacts right so a close contact first you got to be defined as a close contact in mm-hmm. south australia even more rules about who even meets the criteria to be to undergo that d- insane regime we just read to you but here a close contact is defined as a household member or intimate partner intimate of a person with COVID-19 during their infectious period someone who has had close personal interaction with a person with COVID-19 during their infectious period for 15 minutes or more and where masks are not worn by the person in COVID-19 case and in close proximity within 1.5 meters and in an indoor setting. Someone who has been notified by SA Health Era close contact or someone who has been to an exposure site listed on the SA Health website. A lot of these will only become close contacts if SA has been notified or you have been notified by SA Health. So all of this is coming from data collection, from scanning in, from PCR tests, from those tents, from those testing clinics, all of that. Yep. Yep. The, uh, you know, every time you need to take a rat test, you need to register it. It's just, it's insane. We are absolutely in a, in a clown world and, and fucking hell, is it? <laughs> Is there any end to this? In the well, there, has to be, there has to be an end, but how much, how much shit do we actually have to go through? Where do you see this ending up, Sam? Uh, I don't think we really have time to go into <laughs> we don't want right like... now, but look, this is a multifaceted. We don't want the know, Dune multi-book series version of it. Just well, tell it, us like it, a synopsis. It, it, okay, well, uh, no, nah, you know what? No, no. I'm not going into this because oh. there are so just you're going to get me started on. You're saving it for again, a, another podcast. Yeah, right. You're going to get me started on the World Economic Forum on this, on this, on this. And, and we don't have 
the time tonight to actually go into deep. I skip over it, but I don't want um, to. Hold on, Sam. I'm getting I'm getting a call. Give me a sec. Hello. In the best doubles tradition, which is informal, I just want to say, on behalf also of my colleague um, Berge Brende, my colleagues in the managing board, and all the people working for you, I want to say a very cordial welcome. Oh. Oh, guess who it is? It's Klaus. Hey, uh, Sam, uh, you uh, didn't do uh, good on your bet. Uh, well, you got to pay me. You lost the 20 uh, to 1. Right. You owe me. What, what was that bet again? You remember the bet. Don't, uh, don't try to play this with me, you useless eater. I'm uh, going to decimate your population. Uh, you need to uh, come here and you got to pay me. No, I remember the bet, but I just can't remember. I remember betting, but I don't remember the bet. I'm going to cut your tongue out, Sam. I'm going to cut it out and I'm going to vaccinate you with it. Oh, wow. That's, that's, a, little, that's a little kinky. That's how we even do it here. You, even for you, Klaus, that's, that's a little kinky, man. That's how we do it here at the World Economic Forum. That's why, that's why Trudeau does what I say to do. And you know who else? You know who else? Jacinda. You want to hear what Jacinda has to say? This is me telling Jacinda what to say. And this is going to be you having to do what I have to tell you to do when my goons come to your place if you don't pay up. You got that, Sam? I got it. Lay it on me. What have you got? Okay. And I can promise you one thing. After this evening, the next 50 years, stakeholder spirit. Okay, no, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Oh! The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Please note the new number oh, is. Oh shit, man! What'd you do to Klaus? What'd you? Why would you piss him off like that? I obviously pissed him right off, didn't I? Damn, he's got pool, dude. You can't be doing that. He's our book like, man. He doesn't like those critical thinkers, does he? <laughs> I don't think so. No. no. But I heard he, he mentioned something about Jacinda or something. Yeah. Well, he, he, what he was saying that he tells her how to speak and what to say. Check this do, out. Do we, have, do we have? Do we have that? I think we do. Like, so supposedly what happened, I think what Klaus is on about in, in New Zealand, right? Miss mm-hmm. Jolly Jacinda basically mandated. <laughs> Jolly Jacinda. Jabby uh, Jacinda, maybe. Jabs. That's better. I like that. I like that. Jabby. Jabby J. So let me just, let me just play you. It's like a little sort of compilation of just Jab Cinder just going nuts. She's just going yeah. Crazy. So let me play this little compilation and then I'm going to come back because what happened was that the high court, um, basically the high court of New Zealand had a case before them. And the case before the high court of New Zealand was whether the government of New Zealand, Jabsinda's government, could mandate the vaccinations for the New Zealand defense forces. So they had a big issue regarding that. Now, these mandates, right? We, we keep saying this word mandates, but it's very difficult to understand the full impact of the types of mandates that are, you know, honorable prime minister of New Zealand, who I know does your head in, Sam, so you might want to put those earbuds in again. But here is uh, Jacinda on the mandates and just kind of listen to the tone and the rhetoric that was emanating from this and notice some of the, um, some of the different little uh, kind of ironies in the video as you listen to this. So it's a little compilation, uh, so enjoy.
Of course, it's everyone's hope that it ends peacefully and that could be achieved very quickly and easily if those who are currently occupying you know, the inner part of Wellington, which is obstructing business and school children and people going about their lives, if they simply left. If you want summer, if you want to go to bars and restaurants, get vaccinated. If you want to get a haircut, get vaccinated. If you want to go to a concert or a festival, get vaccinated. If you want to go to a gym or a sports event, get vaccinated. If you are not vaccinated, there will be everyday things you will miss out on. They have made their point and it is time to go home. They're not going to go home though, are they? You give up. You're giving up on the person that is standing to your left and to your right. How do we encourage them to leave? Well, look, I mean, ultimately, um, John, there's a, some very different opinions by those who are uh, outside of these walls on the front lawn of Parliament, and that's putting it lightly. I mean, early on, they made it clear that their intent was to demand from government that every single public health measure we currently have in place to try and slow down Omicron is removed. Omicron has enough mutations. The backbone of it actually looks more like a pre-Wuhan virus. It is behaving like a common cold to the point of what Dr. Urso said earlier. Do some of the early treatments still work against this and make your symptoms less? Absolutely. Is your risk of death from this one far less? Absolutely. Is your risk from hospitalization far less? Absolutely. Is South Africa open back up? I've talked to my colleagues there. They're like, absolutely. It's common cold. What a blessing. We're done. This is not SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. This is COVID-22, meh. Now, yesterday, over 2,500 cases. I'd wager that on most days that's more people than are currently out on that forecourt. Uh, we are in the middle of a growing pandemic. Over 2,500 cases. The next four-letter word, case. You've heard it repeatedly. Our largest daily number of cases. 35 new cases. Over 100 cases. 107 cases. 1,000 cases. The PCR test creates over 95% false positives in perfectly well people. And it's that that drives the graphs in the morning paper where the false positives are called cases. Two and a half thousand cases, two and a half thousand cases, two and a half thousand cases. Which are no such thing. They're as well as you lot. So the meaning of the word case has been changed during the data collection of an epidemic. Cases for us in our language is about patients. And, and here, the cases became the positivity to PCR. Mass testing of people without symptoms has, has no underpinning science at all. It's just a way of frightening people. It creates an impression that something bad is happening because there are so many cases. Two and a half thousand cases. No. There are not so many cases. Uh, we are in the middle of a growing pandemic, a growing pandemic. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. They're distorting everything to make you scared and complicit and obey. I haven't seen that. That was that was the first time I, I I've actually seen that and and heard that. That's I mean, look, that is not. We know that that is right, you know. Yes, get they're calling them cases. The PCR test is bullshit. Omicron is just a fucking sniffle. You know, you and I know that. The people that attend the rallies know that. But what about, you know? The general population, gen pop, you know. 
I know, Sammy. You need to pay me. That's all I know. You heard Jacinda say, I wager that my cases will go down with vaccination. That's why she owed me money. That's why she say what I tell her to say. And Sam, that's going to be you. So I'm out. Drop the mic. Klaus Schwab. Back to the WA. Vaccinate yourself. Get that mind control inside of you. Okay, bye, 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 Sam. I need that money in my bank account. By tomorrow, Swiss bank account. I'll send you the details on the Telegram. Bye, Sam. I have no doubt you will. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is... Wow, man, he's, he's you really, like, get under his skin. So I, what I, is it I with have, you and Klaus? Jeez. I, I have that effect on people. I did wow. I did hear what you were telling them, Sam. And, and right. you even heard Jeb Sinda say herself, we engage Sustained in two weeks. propaganda. They're telling you, if you don't get a haircut... You need to get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't go to the pub. You can't, you're going right. to miss out. And then exactly. she continues it with this, uh, this Omicron, which everyone in the world is saying, nah, man, we're done. Yeah, we're out. See Pretty ya. Much. We're on to Pretty Ukraine. Much. Nice yeah. ride. Thanks yes, again. yes, yes. So that's the new, that's the new virtue signaling fucking bullshit that, that we're going to be seeing a lot of over the next, however long they decide to keep this up for. But you know the unique situation that Jabsinda finds herself in? She's got two mm -hmm. strikes, right? Strike number one, she wants to clear those scum off the Wellington front lawn, the Wellington mm -hmm. government house front lawn. And she is eager to send in the police just to clear them out the way that Scotty Moe sent his goons into uh, Camp Epic on the last day when the kids are packing up to leave, the same way that uh, Rat Trudeau sent in his goons, his UN goons, to clear out Ottawa, she can't do that, Sam. Because when she started to do that, as my understanding goes, the Maori high leaders came to her with a contract, an agreement that they had signed and executed with the English before they had become New Zealand, that that government would be theirs or would be held in trust by them. In any case, what it meant was that she did not have the legal authority to clear the protesters off. And that's why they're still there. And that's why she has to blast like COVID vaccine commercials at them. Yeah, she'd be filthy at that, wouldn't she? She would be, I mean, you can, you can tell her head's about to spin around 360 and just pop off. <laughs> she is so she is so in the weed. She has no idea oh. how to handle this. She, no. I saw a video of her. She's, 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 she's waiting for she's, she's waiting for reinforcements. She's hoping closer. Can, can I finish? Can I finish, Klaus? Can I finish? No, you cannot finish. Just die. I'm talking here. You shut up. Can, can, can I finish a sentence? Can, 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 can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? I said you shut up. Can I, can I, can I? Whoa! I don't want to be in that room, Sam. But. Here is Jacinda asking Klaus for help, potentially, but he can't do jack shit because everyone is tied up in Ukraine. The Maori have this agreement that they have enacted that can't, she can't clear out the protesters. And they just went to the high court with that case that I told you about. And here is her response to the fact that now she can't do anything about mandates because the high court has said, no, you cannot mandate these vaccines. There's no evidence for that. And you're violating people's rights. This and was for this was for the police and the military, wasn't it? Yeah, police and the defense right. forces. And right. so uh, this is just Jeb Sinda's response, probably following Klaus's uh, 
line. Probably she called Klaus and Klaus. Just say what I told you to say in this uh, script here, and yep. you just uh, follow the word, yep. uh, and yep. uh, you turn, just do that. Yep. Turn to page fifty-six of your script, and you you'll see what to say. That's exactly what I told her. Son. You you and me, you like my the son I never had. Son, that's why you uh, you and me get along so well. Anyways, you I'm like, out. I'm out. Bye like bye. The father. I, uh, I wanted, this is your show. I don't want to take it over, even though I am taking over the world. But uh, I leave this to uh, you. Two. You two seem yeah, to be actually, doing okay. I, I think I actually miss Fauci. No, no, I think uh, you want to come and work with the young cadets. I mean, you're not so young, but you can still be my cadet. Just shine my shoes and hey, that I'm, kind hey, of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm younger than you. Oh, there's a low blow. Uh, there's a low blow. So just how it is. So uh, here is Jacinda right, following, following WF's uh, little script. Check it out. After the high court overturned her mandates. Force and also the police staff who are challenging the government mandates that they be vaccinated. What is your response to that ruling? So just to be clear, the police force and the defence force weren't challenging the mandates. There were in, in individuals, of course, who were members who, who had. There was actually the New Zealand Police and Defence Force who, who came to the government and sought those mandates. Um, a really important point to make is this isn't the first challenge to mandates. There's been four uh, prior to that, all of which have been upheld by the High Court. Here, for the police and defence, who were one of the last mandates that were put in place, uh, it was very specific around making sure that there was business continuity for the police and defence force. And at the time, the police, for instance, only had about 80% of their workforce vaccinated at the time that they were seeking that mandate. Now, the court has decided that it's no longer justified because they have such high vaccination rates. Um, and obviously, you would assume the mandate's having made a big difference there. There's only about 160 who weren't vaccinated. So they haven't made a decision that, for instance, it wasn't justified at the time that it was put in place. All I've questioned is whether or not it's needed now. Uh, we received it on Friday, so just doing a bit of um, work in looking at the judgment and making call, a call around what happens next. But important to remember, we did say that once we were coming off the peak of Omicron, we'd be in a position to look at which mandates were still necessary. So that was something we were intending to do regardless. So the mandates go in. A lot of people go out and, you know, get the shots to keep their jobs, right? Small group of people didn't. They win a court case, but then they say, yeah, we were taking the mandates away anyway. But you came to us asking for them as well. It just makes absolutely zero sense. So it's it's like it it's wasn't just, our fault. It was like the police asked us to do that. Is it them? They asked us. No, she is batshit crazy. But you see how how weaselly and slimy she is. Like she just every little Mm. thing is like, oh no, we did, we did it. Um, No, we have a video where you're telling us if you want to get a haircut, get vaccinated. If you want to drink at a boost juice, get vaccinated. There was no choice. These were not mandates for our health. And as we saw in the last episode, we looked at New Zealand and we saw that there are many days where the Omicron is putting double vaccinated and only double and triple vaccinated into the hospital, into the emergency room at an alarming rate in comparison to people who are have natural immunity and perhaps are unvaccinated. Well, look, I'm pretty sure Bill Gates came out during the week and said, oh, well, who would have thought that having natural immunity would be better than a vaccine?
Sadly, the virus itself, particularly the, the variant called Omicron, uh, is a type of vaccine. That is, it creates both B cell and T cell immunity. And it's done a better job of getting out to the world population uh, than we have with vaccines. If you do uh, sero surveys in African countries, you get well over 80% of people uh, have been exposed either to the vaccine or uh, to various variants. And so, you know, what that does is it means the chance of severe disease, which is mainly associated with being elderly and uh, having obesity or diabetes, those risks are now dramatically reduced because of that uh, infection exposure. And, you know, it's sad. We didn't do a great job on therapeutics. You know, only here, two years in, do we have a, a good therapeutic. Uh, vaccines, it took us two years to be in oversupply. Today, there are more vaccines than there is demand for vaccines. Uh, and, you know, that wasn't true. And next time we should try and make it, instead of two years, we should make it more like six months, uh, which certainly, uh, you know, some of the standardized platform approaches, including mRNA, would allow us to do that. So, you know, it, it took us a lot longer this time than, than it should have. He even said, he even said it was a better vaccine than the vaccine because it right. granted almost, He almost looked disappointed, didn't he? He wanted to cry. Like they wanted to give I him a hanky. Yeah, I, I just wow. That's that's just, that's another dude that just wow. Yeah, he he's the money guy. So like Klaus is the ideas guy. I think he's like uh, the George Clooney. So if we put him into uh, Ocean's Eleven, uh, we have our little heist movie or heist scenario. So um, I would say that the leader is George Clooney and because um, he's Danny Ocean, right? So Ocean's a right. So okay. that would be Klaus, right? Mm -hmm. So Klaus is uh, Danny Ocean. He's George Clooney. And I think Brad Pitt is the Fauci, his right-hand man. Fauci's like with all the mask arguments and the vax arguments that don't make any sense. And he's been doing it for two years, nonstop on every media outlet. That guy, furious Fauci. I mean, come on. Hey, is that you, Sam? What are you doing over there? This furious Fauci here. What's up with you? You vaccinated yet? You know the answer to that. But uh, surely, surely there's a, with the, the reach that the WEF has, there'd be better candidates than Fauci for, for the Brad Pitt role, surely. Oh, that's a low blow, Sam. Are you doubting my intelligence? Just because I'm from Brooklyn and I got an accent. You know, I uh, studied epidemiology. <laughs> you know that, right? You know, I can do, do a lots of stuff. I'm like, I got yes. billions at my disposal. You know what I can hire? I can get some goons out there. You know what I'm saying, Sam? Look, just, just stay away from my beagles, all right? Mm, nah, I like men with beagles. Nice and pointy, <laughs> like a vax. I'm going to vaccinate you, Sam, through your beagle's little tails. That's what's going to happen because I'm fighting it here. I'm fighting it, Sam. I'm getting COVID cleaned up here in COVID City. Furious Fauci. Furious Fauci. 
Furious, Furious Fauci. Join Furious Fauci as he cleans up the mean streets of COVID C. Special guest star this week. Five stages of a pandemic. Furious Fauci. Take his bike. Man, you're lucky I'm a racist black man. Otherwise, you'd be in serious trouble, man. Serious! Fucking Then why'd you move back to Massachusetts? I was born in Brooklyn. Dr. Fauci, let me start off with you. We have many questions to get through. Is 2022 actually the year that we go from pandemic to endemic? And does Omicron speed up the process given its ability to spread and offer immunity through infection? Well, the answer is we do not know that. And I think we have to be openly honest about that. And when the word endemic is used in different contexts, when I talk about the pandemic, I put it into five phases, the truly pandemic phase where the whole world is really very negatively impacted as we are right now. Then there's the deceleration of the pandemic. Then there's control. There's elimination and eradication. I think if you look at the history of infectious diseases, we've only eradicated one infectious disease in man, and that's smallpox. That's not going to happen with this virus. Then there's elimination. Elimination means when you get rid of it in your own country, but it's somewhere not in your country, but it's there. For example, polio has been eliminated in the United States and many developing nations. So what's the next one up the ladder is control. Control means you have it present, but it is present at a level that does not disrupt society. And I think that's what most people feel when they talk about endemicity, where it is integrated into the broad range of infectious diseases that we experience. For example, the cold weather upper respiratory infections, the para-influenzas, the respiratory syncytial viruses, the rhinovirus, the adenoviruses. You want to get it at a level that doesn't disrupt society. That's the answer to your first question. That's my definition of what endemicity would mean, a non-disruptive presence without elimination. When you talk about whether or not Omicron, because it's a highly transmissible, but apparently not as pathogenic, for example, as Delta, I would hope that that's the case. But that would only be the case if we don't get another variant that eludes the immune response to the prior variant. For example, we were fortunate that Omicron, although it is highly transmissible, nonetheless is not as pathogenic. But the sheer volume of people who are getting infected overrides that rather less level of pathogenicity. So I really do think, uh, Francine, that it is an open question as to whether or not Omicron is going to be the live virus vaccination that everyone is hoping for, because you have such a great deal of variability with new variants emerging. Furious Fauci. Wow, man, Fauci, he is like, he is on fire recently. I've never seen him so fired up. 
well, maybe maybe the the rug's been pulled out from under him. Maybe he's starting to starting to get worried. Oh, you think he's the fall guy? He's the patsy. Well, well, fuck, I know. When you when you when you look at it like that, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? I mean, he is essentially the face of the last two years of this shit. Everyone's he, following he is the science. He right. Everyone's following his directions. <laughs> So mm. wow, that that kind of ooh, that that's that's plausible. He's seeing it too because he's he's sort of freaking out. Like UK is lifting restrictions, uh, uh, Iceland has lifted restrictions, Sweden's lifted restrictions. It's just like it's becoming a joke. It's such a joke, right? It's such a joke that it's become a meme, and it's such a great meme that our own Senator Alex Antic shared a tweet about it. Let me sh- let me show you that, Sam. Because it's amazing. Um, He said in the tweet, it says. In the United Kingdom, vaccine mandates for health and social workers will be scrapped in a fortnight. Why are Australian jurisdictions dragging their heels? That was the tweet. And this is Seymour and you can get into the, the thread, but he makes a lot of sense. Well, of course he does. That's why we had him on the show. But I mean, you're right. Look, the way, the way this is going to play out, restrictions around Australia are slowly going to lift. We're heading into an election, so they're going to give us a little bit back, a little bit of a little bit of a carrot, so to speak. And then once that's done and dusted, who knows what they'll unleash? But here, here in South Australia, we've got an election this month. Right, not too far away, and you know they're already talking about, you know, ending the state of emergency, mm. which is kind of weird because Australia's been held to a state of an emergency through Greg Hunt, but the individual states through their police and health officers have their own individual states of emergency. So which one supersedes <laughs> the other one? I don't know. It's, it's it. weird. It's like the the Commonwealth is like, you know, those cartoons, those Tom and Jerry cartoons when the mouse comes out and the lady jumps on the stool with the broom. Ah! So that's the Commonwealth. Oh my God, there's an emergency. And then the states are, some states are like another person who walks in and is scared and jumps on another stool. And well, some other states pe- are like, eh, it's just a mouse. <laughs> and now there's now there's two people on a chair. Yeah, I don't know, man. This, this is just, it's a crazy, crazy time in a crazy Uh, place you're right that is a nice fat juicy carrot that's being dangled in front of all of us because it's not only the carrot of ending restrictions and ending the emergency but it's also the carrot of retroactive undoing of all the mandates that had been enacted under those powers so your mandate sam that you have to be vaccinated in the healthcare industry would be undone like as if it never happened. But the damage is done, isn't it? Right? Like I've said this before, you're not going to have every industry and every business renege on their policies that they've just put through. Sure, surely, I mean, you know, the government, like their, their initial argument right now is, well, we're just following the government rules about having mandates in place. Now, if the government takes all that away, what are they following? Is it now on them to say, yeah, you know what, fuck it. We're just going to roll with it. It's in place. 
fuck it. Even though it's ineffective, it doesn't work. It causes more harm than good. So what was the point of the last two years? Well, we know the point of the last two years. (laughs) It was to, we do. It was to instill fear, mass compliance, and get as much graphene oxide in as many people as they could. The juice. Whether it be two, three, two, three or four shots. Mm. I said it out loud. I said it out loud. The unspoken secret, the elephant in the closet that's poking out. Um, but you're right, man. I mean, the, the whole state of emergency and the, the fact that this, okay, I think this is how I look at it. You're right about the personal motivations and the emotional responses of people coming back to a job that told them the because f- you're, you didn't put this in your body. So just, f- we don't want you. And no matter what unfair dismissal appeals and fights in the courts and the, this new South Wales Supreme, all that was just like, it was just theater. And then all of a sudden, this police commissioner, right, Grantley Stevens, who is the state coordinator under this act, is saying, I don't really want this job anymore. It's kind of like, it's not what I thought it'd be. And so I'd really like to just kind of say enough. And I just kind of want to step back. But Grantley, did you think about, well, will the mandates continue to stay erected? Uh, did you say erect? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I think they're going to be undone. But if they were created under an emergencies act, wouldn't they not remain after that act is undone? Uh, I don't think so. So now the whole legal field is in a quandary. Oh, wait a minute. Does that mean you can retroactively just undo laws? What? <gasps> is that possible? Now, if that does happen, right, if they do undo all those mandates, The reason I think that that is happening and that that is an argument that is being put forth that is kind of a new new approach because we've never been here. But I think it's because the police commissioner is seeing a spike in crime rate because 2,000 police officers said, I'm not taking that shit. I'm not putting that in my body and I'm just, I'll I'll take leave. And now crime rate has risen. Response rates have spiked. Takes over an hour for any cop to show up. These, uh, these offenses where they really need cops, like knife attacks and fights and that kind of thing, there's no police available. Why? Because there's not enough police because they mandated a whole bunch out of a job. And because they're doing stuff like checking COVID and checking vax passes and other nonsense like that. Yeah, they're finding people over $1,000 for not wearing a mask on, on public transport. And meanwhile, someone's lying in the gutter, stabbed and bleeding to death. Well, well done, guys. That's um, that's some top work you guys got going. And this week we bring you in over your head. Tomorrow you take the big job. You don't have any say in the matter, Commissioner Grantley Stevens. Congratulations. Rolling out the welcome mat for the unvaccinated, Police Commissioner Grant Stevens, happy to have those without the jab back on the beat 
from Monday morning. The South Australian community is one of the highest vaccinated communities in Australia. South Australia police far exceed the, the community average with a vaccination rate of about 98.5%. There will be some conditions. Unvaxxed officers will need to take a rapid antigen test before work every day and wear a mask throughout their shift. We think it is a decision based on common sense. We know that uh, from the very start of this that police officers were already a highly vaccinated workforce. The union says it's a shot in the arm for the force struggling for resources. About 80 police have been on forced leave since November. That's like having a whole patrol base at Elizabeth back at work. The decision has some fuming. The firefighters union is seeing red. It's urging the MFS to lift its vaccine mandate immediately. It only came in last month. At this stage, the Department of Education has no plans to push for the state coordinator to allow teachers to follow suit. Neither does SA Health. The, the requirement for those mandates in other sectors will be assessed based on that advice. And the Supreme Court action against the Commissioner remains full steam ahead. Seven News has spoken to one of the police officers who has joined that action. He plans to see it through to ensure all of SA's frontline workers get back on the job. Some people have been in the job for 20 years and have to use up all their long service leave uh, to be able to pay the bills. Hannah Ford, Seven News. In over your head. And the boss of the South Australian Police Union, the police association, he's coming out and saying, you know what? Why are we still having these mandates if the stuff doesn't even work? It doesn't it. defend you against the Omicron. So what's the point? Well, yeah, yeah, here's the thing, you know, like if if the coppers renege on their mandates, then that's gonna set a precedent for every other single frontline industry that has been mandated and for people that have lost their jobs, right? Because look, look, you look at coppers, man, they're dealing with vulnerable people just like nurses. As far as I can see, if, if it's good enough for the cops, it's good enough for, for the medical people. It's good enough for the fireys. Mm. You know, so if one falls, the rest need to follow. But that brings an interesting point. Mm. would I go back to my job if it was offered to me, which it probably wouldn't, but yeah, see, integrity is a funny thing. All right. I, I lost my job due to integrity and I certainly wouldn't go back because of that same thing. Even if they said, I'm sorry. Yeah, especially. Well, I could, I could just go, Oh yeah, sure. No worries. I'll come back. And then, sit on my ass for eight hours playing Candy Crush and doing fuck all while everyone else around me works harder. But that's, that's not me. That's not me. I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't go back. Not, not even if they apologized. It's a new chapter, man. Yeah. But the, the one thing that does happen is you don't have to go back to that job but oh, that whole field has opened up again. So you can find true. Yeah. another company in that same field. And now you have 10, 15, 20 years experience. How, how many years? Like 
how many decades, Sam? Four, five, six? Uh, settle, <laughs> settle down. Come on, settle <laughs> down. Settle down. No, look. Um, yeah, look, my skill set is quite unique in the fact that um, I'm qualified for healthcare. Right? I can't take I can't take my skills and put them to use somewhere else. It's just not how it is. What do you do? What do you do, man? That's that's what I've been fighting with for the last oh, since November first. What do you do? Hey, I don't know. What the, uh, I don't know boy, what the fuck uh, I'm doing. I was uh, listening into your uh, little podcast chat, uh, and you said uh, you have a skill set. I am looking for a uh, someone with skills for a heist I have planned. Uh, what kind of skill sets are you talking about here? Uh, it's, it's not that kind of skill set, Klaus, mate. Just. Uh, I just need uh, I need uh, someone to uh, inject a lot of people with a uh, technology uh, that uh, will uh, potentially uh, do many things that I need them to do, if you know what I'm saying. Why are you here? You shouldn't even be here. You've just been hanging around for a couple of days. Waiting I'm for looking for a back. team, Sam. I need, I need to build uh, a team for a heist. I have. Got, I have. Yeah. So anyone knows uh, somewhere to, uh, to uh, send an invitation to uh, my team? Uh, yeah, Klaus, uh, just send them off to our uh, email account. Uh, what is your email account? Uh, prison colony resistance at protonmail.com. Anyone interested in the joining Klaus's team, just send it there. Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. I didn't say they could join the team. I'm just looking for someone. Okay, Klaus. All right. Sorry, sorry. Okay. I bounce. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Please note the new number is. Damn, man. That guy's everywhere. Jeez. Yeah. And now he's got, he's got the. I think I think he's actually in the internet now. But I think the transhuman, I think the transhuman in him is uh I mean Klaus, he's on the wagon. So Sam, this is a speech. This is a speech that Klaus gave. And um he gave it at the Arab summit. Now, this uh the Gulf summit had some of the leaders from the Arab lands, and they are on board with the WEF. Now, this speech does go on for a bit. I'm just gonna play you like a little snippet in the middle so you have a taste for what Klaus is saying. Um, and then for the listener's pleasure, I will play this whole clip after the end song. So if you finish after the song, just keep listening and you'll hear this whole four and a half minute speech that he gives to the Gulf Summit. It's uh, quite an interesting listen, but check out this little piece, Sam. It changes not only what we are doing, it changes us because it's a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological spheres. It's an integration of those spheres. Just think of sensors planted into our brains. The opportunities are immense, and we have to prepare ourselves already now. History meets us now, and governments, as I said at the beginning, are challenged. They have to change. Let me just lay out three changes which I feel are absolutely essential. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's stereotypically a villain, but they're just not even hiding it anymore. 
they're just out and proud and fucking we're gonna fucking take over your lives whether you like it or not and our agenda is bigger and more important than anyone on this planet that's the vibe i get you will be under digital control one way or another right yeah it's a scary prospect so this wef right that klaus runs so he's the ceo of the world economic forum and then was we've discussed in the many shows the young cadet leaders jacinda ardern uh trudeau uh hunt and many others but they also have these summits where they all get together and talk about all these great things and they invite all these leaders that are on board with the agenda that they set out and our own prime minister got an invite sam and do you know what scummo said when they invited him oh mate i'll be there what i'll jump on the plane and you know save me a seat do you think they said Hey, uh, Scotty boy, uh, if you don't uh, come to my uh, summit, uh, I may uh, have to uh, do the flooding thing again. Uh, d- uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. He's there in a flash, man. <laughs> is that why he has COVID and is isolating? Because he's actually uh, in Davos? <laughs> no, nah, he's not. He, he, it was done by, by a video link. Um, but no, when he, when he addressed the WEF, he was quite openly saying you know we are heading towards a, a digital identity for australia Not with the help of the hiding du- it with the help of the wef it's <laughs> it's not like they're not saying it's not like i'm making this stuff up oh no I got, I got, i've got better things to do with my time you know i think listeners may say hey wait a minute you guys come on come on our own prime minister has our best interests at heart. That's why he's the prime minister. He wouldn't be on board with all this WF Klaus Schwab stuff. Well, we have right. a little snippet of his presentation, Sam, to prove we're not making this stuff up. All we're doing is chronicling, detailing it, explaining it, bringing it to light in a condensed form of a podcast for our loyal listeners. And thank you listeners out there who keep downloading us. This is for you. We want you to spread the word. However you get it, if you get it through us, share this information, share us, share the podcast, come to our uh, Telegram site, come to our, what are our socials, Sam? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Telegram. All you need to do is search Prison Colony Resistance and you will find us. Bam, and the Vax Man. So this is Scott Morrison at the WF, as you said, via Zoom, probably from his kitchen table. And he's got this smile on his face like he just, somebody just bought him three rounds at the local pub. Like he is just having the grandest time he's ever had on this Zoom chat with the uh, emblem of Australia behind him. And this is what he says then. Check this out. You know that the World Economic Forum uh, also has had the privilege of working with uh, your government on a number of cases and is looking forward to continue engaging Australia on relevant multi-stakeholder initiatives on the trade, investments, the digital transformation that I know you are very much focused on, and the fourth industrial revolution. We also look forward to strengthen our collaboration on topics like energy transition. I know it's important for you, climate change action. Now, as leaders, we're walking a tightrope trying to get that balance and those settings right. 
Some of those settings are about clearing the way for business, getting out of the way. And in Australia, that has meant driving world-leading reforms in open banking, e-invoicing, digital identity, which means, frankly, people get paid more quickly, boosting cash flows, particularly in the small and medium enterprise sector, and unlocking the transformational opportunity of critical technologies, unmasked trolls who defame others by making platforms responsible for what is published on their platforms, strengthening online privacy protections, working with the social media companies to make sure they combat misinformation and disinformation on their platforms, and of course, ensuring they take action in relation to terrorist-related uh, content. There's malicious cyber threats and attacks that are taking place, disinformation, economic coercion, this is a highly contested space where we're seeing much grey zone tactics being employed throughout the region intended to seek to coerce and intimidate. Achieving net zero is now about the how, not the if, not the when or the why. It's about the how. And countries, companies, scientists, researchers, technologists, financiers, entrepreneurs are the ones that need to drive this technological change. If we can achieve that, then we can solve the climate challenge. If we don't do that, then we will not. All right, so what am I taking away from that? I think more to the point is if you're listening to this, like you're, you're already obviously aware of what's going on in the world, but if you're someone who has listen to like heard this for the first time maybe ask yourself why does the world economic forum need to work with government shouldn't government just be something in-house right just Klaus? like how does he have so much pool with all these governments like i don't know man what? it's it's yeah it's not it's it uh you just got to question everything, don't you? So he's the fall guy for the real power. Like, obviously, he's such a freaking caricature of a bad guy that he's like Fauci as a bad guy scientist. Like, he's right. the you watch a movie with a bad guy scientist. It's someone like Fauci. Hey, go ahead. Are you talking about me again? Let me vaccinate you. You won't be talking about me. Fauci. Just go away. Go away. You're, you're going to be the fall guy in two weeks, man. Klaus is the fall guy for the dot 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 illuminati the lizard people the aliens who is he the fall uh, guy for jesus well that that that's 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 a topic for another show um i mean look you, you look around the world and and you just you just i think it boils down to now that it's just a a, a good old-fashioned battle between good versus evil you know whether you want to whether you want to spin a, a spiritual angle to this or a, a, a other word otherworldly kind of angle or just there are good people there are bad people it's basically what it's shifting down to isn't it Oof. how many ah. people can be how many people can be corrupted and how many can how many people can get you know swept up and and pulled into this machine that just keeps grinding and grinding to its eventual goal. Mm, well, not grinding anymore because it's all digital. And, so digitally right, well, uh, relaying okay. on circuit boards, back and forth, back and forth. It's, it's bouncing, but it's it's 
it's like <laughs> it's like Juggernaut, right? From from X Men. Oh, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> that guy. Right? So, so what, man? Once it gets going, it's fucking hard to stop. I love that guy, man. Vinnie Jones. There's a there's a poster of him, very famous poster. Uh, you can look it up. Vinnie Jones grabbing man's penis on the field or something, and he's literally <laughs> got some guy schlong in his hand through his football shorts, right? But it's clearly outlined, and he's like squeezing, and his face is like, Ugh! and the guy is running behind him, getting like squeezed, like, <laughs> and he just had, so happened to have the ball. I'm the uh... juggernaut, bitch. So you're talking good and evil, Sam. You're talking like the Jedi and the dark side. You're talking. Uh, here uh, I am, uh, Klaus, uh, Darth Klaus. Uh, I am the uh, going to uh, run the world uh, with the Empire. Dun, 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 dun. And who's the Jedi? Who's standing for good on this side? Is it Ricardo Bossi? Is it uh, Captain Hoodie? Uh, yeah, like that's a very, it's very hard to answer. Um, yeah. Uh, look, that, that this, you know, we, we are coming to the end of this episode, and I certainly didn't want to open such a massive oh, can of worms. This is where we right, get the PCR and, test for truth, Sam. Truth well, takes well, as long maybe, as it takes. Maybe we'll have to, to swing, part, <laughs> sw- swing back to this kind of topic for the next one. Um, so there is a Robbo's reports coming in from the front lines of Canberra this 26th of February. We talked about the Adelaide rally earlier in the show, and we said how it was a bit a bit weird because of a new location and the smoke. And it was it was a bit disjointed. Uh, it felt strange. It felt strange, but yeah. it wasn't the only one. It turns out that the rally in Canberra that Robbo attended was also a bit disjointed. And he said that there was only about 3,000 protesters and there was a very negative vibe and a lot of critiquing between on the stage between different leadership parties. And he said it was just very weird. So here is Robbo with Robbo's reports straight from Canberra on the 26th of February. And now, straight from the front line, Robbo's reports. Hey, Sam and Vaxman, this is Rob calling uh, from, uh, not calling, but recording from Hay, which is uh, a town roughly halfway between Sydney and Melbourne. So uh, on my way back uh, to the glorious state of South Australia, I stopped uh, in Canberra to attend uh, yesterday's rally on the lawns of Parliament House. And... uh, It wasn't uh, as wonderful as I thought it would be. Uh, What's happened is that there's obviously not as many people there. Uh, Camp uh, Epic, the camp out at the showground, was broken up uh, previously the week before and people were moved on and scattered and some people have returned home and... uh, after the huge uh, attendance on the 12th 
of February. Uh, people, obviously, the numbers weren't there. But uh, on my way out of Sydney, decided to uh, attend one more rally in Canberra to add my one number. And uh, it was a rainy day. It wasn't the best weather and the numbers were definitely down. So mostly people who are still camping, still holding the line, still occupying, uh, were the only ones there. I would say maybe 2,000, maybe 3,000. Uh, the draw card for this was uh, Australia 1's Ricardo Bossi. Uh, and so I arrived there at 12 and uh, there were a variety of speakers, mostly uh, people sharing uh, personal stories about the impact of uh, COVID-19 uh, and singers, uh, but mainly just everyday people, no one of uh, any kind of uh, fame or infamy. But uh, what was noticeable was one speaker did uh, get up there, a gentleman, I think a former policeman, who has uh, been responsible for collection and distribution of money at the camps and for the convoy. And uh, there was a lot of uh, division in the crowd regarding this individual. I can't remember his name, but... Uh, he was, uh, he was booed by various sections of the crowd. It was generally a bad vibe for the whole event. But uh, he, he was trying to explain what he had done with his, uh, his team regarding collection and distribution of that money. So I'd heard of this earlier, uh, this uh, uh, division in the camps, uh, this... Uh, Situation was addressed by uh, Captain Graham Hood at an earlier uh, gathering that I attended uh, Tuesday the 8th of February. So this is going, you know, back two weeks or so. And uh, I think, you know, people living rough, camping, you know, angry. There was always going to be some sort of division in, in our resistance movement. Uh, but it was uh, very visible. You could uh, definitely feel it, um, and that created a bad vibe. Uh, the other notable thing was that uh, the Channel 7 cameraman uh, was trying to gather footage, and he was attacked physically a couple of times, which was uh, very, very regrettable. Uh, so I can't imagine that we're going to get a balanced uh, report of this this rally from uh, Channel 7 <laughs> not that they have ever in the past so yeah so there was a sort of a unfortunately like a, a vibe of, uh, of of tiredness of anger of uh, division but uh, we waited you know the Various speakers went on for about 90 minutes before Ricardo Bossi came up and uh, his speech was, uh, was 
uplifting so all's well that ends well i've uh i made a recording of that if you'd like to to use it it goes for about 18 minutes um yeah so at least bossy came through at the end uh but even he is uh he is not aligned with some of the other people involved in in these in this uh resistance there seems to be a division between him and uh i think people like graham hood and christian mack and uh some of the other um noted uh, figures in this movement anyway so that's me i will be back in uh, south australia by the end of the day it is just uh on 9 30 here in hay i should be home for dinner around six o'clock and I'll, uh, I'll see you guys soon cheers <laughs>
people are trying to get back to where we were mm. December 2019. That's not going to happen. And here's like our we're, police we're, commissioner with that dangling carrot. It's gonna, right? it is gonna yeah. in just one more yeah. month. Guess what day? So his argument to go back to that, his argument is, I really don't want this job anymore. So I really want to rescind these powers. And I guess it just undoes all the mandates. But I can't rescind them yet. I need to do that for one more month. But Grantly, there's no emergency. So why do you need the emergency powers if there's no emergency? You're even saying it. You want to rescind it. Well, the reason I need to keep it is because we have these isolation and contact rules wherein people are isolating and there's an election coming up. So in order for them to get sent a little envelope with a QR code, which I got, I received that at my address. You know, I got that. I can vote with a QR code that, I mean, we know what happens with QR codes and how they get is that your is that is that your postal vote? Yeah. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Fucking hell. And see, that's the reason even, they want to keep these powers for one. I don't even like I, I, I see a QR code and I, I I just go out of my way not to scan it. I won't even if it's for, you know, free beer. I just, I just can't, I can't bring myself to actually scan a QR code. I can't do it. I can't do it. And that's so, how you vote now. Fuck that. Mm. That's <laughs> so. That's why. That's why they want to keep these powers, right? So that's their argument, right? And because they're extending it for one more month, the month of March, twenty twenty-two, the next day for an extension request would be the first day of the next month. The first day of the month after March just so happens to be... Now, the cynic in me says, this timing could not be any more perfect, right? April Fool's Day. That's, yeah. This is a big fuck you to everyone, isn't it? Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, we gave you so much hope. We like dangled that you were just about to bite that carrot. And then all of a sudden, hemorrhagic fever from China. Oh my God. The liberals lost the election. State of emergency. No, no, no. See, this is this is how it's gonna go down. The Russians have blown up the bio labs in Ukraine, right? So now there's some fucking cousin of COVID floating around out there it's just a matter of time before someone picks it up the borders are open and it's just taken off like wildfire like in the movies right like when they release all the x-men like (laughs) they get into the jail where they're keeping all these mutants with superpowers and some other hero comes and releases them on now they're in the wilds and now there's all these pathogens from ukrainian biolabs everywhere and somehow they hit adelaide and they hit sydney and they're all different and we need to like ah I can see you, man. And here comes Klaus. Oh, you need a vaccine. And Fauci. Hey, I got some vaccines here for sale. You know what I'm saying? I got them in the back of my truck. They just so happened to have them from last week. Hey, what do you got? What do you know? You've kind of turned into Stallone there, but. Mr. Uh, Putin, uh, thanks for having me here to the fight in Moscow. Uh, I just got a couple of things to say here uh, straight from the heart of Rocky Balboa. I came here tonight. I didn't know what to expect. I've seen a lot of people hating me 
And I didn't know what to feel about that, so I guess I didn't like you much none either. Я думаю, что я не любил их тоже. During this fight, I seen a lot of changing. В течение всего этого боя я понял, что многое изменилось. я почувствовал, что вы тоже изменились. Я думаю, что это лучше, чем даже 20 миллионов долларов. Trying to say is that if I can change, я думаю, что каждый тоже изменился. And you can change. Вы можете измениться. Everybody can change. Каждый может измениться. Oh my God, and no one invited me. Like, I'm the chief health officer of this state, and nobody even calls me. Like, currently, you didn't even ask me if I wanted to rescind my contact and tracing orders, because, like, we all know that it's fashionable to stay home whenever you run into someone with the flu, because I don't want to spread that stuff, you know what I mean? And, like, people, ugh, I don't want to talk to them. Ugh, ugh. How is Nicola uh, reacting to Grant mm. Lee's uh, little news uh, appearances? Uh, she's gone quiet, hasn't hasn't she? We haven't seen much of her, but that's not a bad thing. And what's Marshmallow? How's he freaking out, man? The election, they're saying he's going to lose not only the government, but his, oh. sorry, his seat. <laughs> he's going to lose his seat. And that's well, like on the on the, M, the mainstream media. And that's like on Channel 9, I think I saw it. Yeah, but it's interesting to see where these polls are funded from. You know, it's just, you know, even the polls are corrupt, so... Fuck that. I don't believe nothing until it happens. And even then, I question everything. Even um, uh, Avi Yemin uh, from Rebel News, he stopped posting about the Ukrainian war. And he said why? He said, look, there's so much disinformation from both sides. I can't even talk about it because I don't know what's real. I don't right. know what's real. That's it. That's exactly it. Hmm. Yeah. So obviously, Klaus needs some help with his stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that there is, a, you know, other entities like artificial intelligence helping out and this is like a new field that has been springing up and has been advancing exponentially so could it be that recycled news clips are generated in a computer in some server somewhere and just put online and and then it just echoes throughout the internet and everyone's just like bah! i did see a a darpa report called mind wars and the theory of this comprehensive analysis of the future wars of mankind. Um, it was about, I would say about 280 pages, if I remember correctly. I still have it saved somewhere. But basically, it said that in the future, 
the wars are going to be for the mind of man, meaning their understanding and conception of the very world in which they find themselves living. And if you can confuse them as to what is real and what is not, then you, they are in your pocket and they are easily controlled, which is yeah. exactly what you're seeing with this yeah. whole conflict, everything really. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. What's real. What's not. Everyone's got an opinion. I ain't saying shit. I ain't saying I'm not, I'm not going one way or the other. Um, not yet. Anyway, you'll get sued for slander. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They'll come after you. Clive Palmer is going to send his attorneys. Are you talking about my boy? Are you talking about <laughs> about uh, my my boy here? What's your name again? Uh, you know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> no, that's it. You never know, right? You never know. It is a very weird situation. So, but okay. The fact of the matter is that we live in a physical universe. If you hit your hand, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> if you cut yourself, you're gonna bleed. We have elections that you have to vote in. We have tallies that need to be counted. We have inflation cutting into your paycheck. We have so many factors. We have friends that have been injured by a vaccine, quote unquote, an mRNA gene therapy that they were mandated to put into their blood and they're not being compensated adequately. We have mandates following. We have so many realities happening. Personality clashes at the top level of our local government, our state government, and our commonwealth government. And we're heading into an election. There's floods in the northeast of the country, devastating Queensland and devastating North New South Wales. In, um, in Adelaide, we're having really hot days, really hot, sunny days. I mean, it's just like, like we're undergoing a lot. Like there's a lot of stuff happening now at the prison colony. And it's all coming to a head on April 1st. After the election, the decision has to be made. Do we extend the emergency or not? Everything hinges on this state election coming at the end of this month. So know how to vote. Go and learn how to do below the line and above the line voting because this is the most important election that we have seen. This election is for good and evil, literally. For globalism, or for local government, like where are we going to land? Time will tell. Man, still like ah, I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. I'm, it's like the best time in in the universe. I can't believe I'm alive at this time, and that we're yes. leading or trying to. We're like in the back, but we're there. We're there with the resistance and helping out anyone who can. Yeah, look, I wouldn't say we're at the back. I mean, not. I mean, we we. We're quite outspoken on, on on this platform, and that's fine. I've got no issues with that because we're not we're not making anything up. We see what we see during the week. We try to dissect it. We talk about it. Yeah, that's how it goes. So, just like everything else that comes our way, that's what we'll do. We're like good flower sifters. Like if you buy a bad flower sifter, it's got really big holes and you're going to let a lot of grain fall through, a lot of flour fall through. But if you get a good flower sifter with very fine holes that really distills the flour exactly how you want it, that's us. We're taking all this information and distilling it through our what we know to be fact and what we know to be fiction Bullshit. and propaganda. Yeah. yeah. 
bullshit. <laughs> and we'll keep resisting. We'll keep, we're out there and we'll keep collecting all these speeches that we're sharing with you where our own leaders and there is so the bad guys for the Illuminati, the fall guy for the, the real powers that be, the Rothschilds or whoever's out there. Um, their fall guy, Klaus, we're bringing the stuff that he's telling our leaders and how our leaders are interpreting that and repeating it back. We're regurgitating it back to the WEF to sound like, it sounds like those schoolboys that are chosen by their teacher. And like, can you recite the first 13 uh, positions of Pi, Mr. Scotty, uh, Mr. Morrison, can you do that for me, son? Uh, yes, Pi is, and <laughs> it's like, yes, WEF, digital ID is very good for the country because... He looked like a little schoolboy man with his little smirk. Oh, driving yeah. nuts. Yeah. That that ladies and gentlemen is our leader. Mm. Well, he's not my leader. He ain't, leading sh- he ain't leading shit. You think they'll stay in? Like money. Like, should we put a bet with Klaus? Should I give him a ring? Uh, give our bookie a call. Let's sleep on it. Okay. <laughs> let's 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 see how see if the odds shorten up. All right. See if they see if they get a bit juicier. All right. Well, when the election gets close to the Commonwealth one, we'll uh, we'll talk odds and we'll uh, call yeah. our bookie and, and put a bet on. We'll see if we can uh, turn this thing around and make it profitable, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> bet, on, yeah, sound, bet on red, sound, baby. All right, red for communism. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going off the edges now. We're both a little sleepy. We're both a little too had too many. Uh, I think it's. I, I think it's time. I think it's time to wrap it up. There's, Let's uh, do been it. a lot. There's been a lot happening this week. It's been a crazy time in the prison colony. So thank you very much, oh, yeah. listeners, for sticking with us. We do have Robbo's reports. We have um, so many other features that we brought in this episode. And, you know, what can we say? The resistance is happening. It's a bit fractured at the moment. And we have to be honest about that. There was a little bit of infighting at the latest rally. There was a little bit of criticism. There was a little bit of lack of cohesion. But maybe that's just us collecting our breath. We're not a machine. We're not working as a machine we are humans we are humans trying to get together and fight and we will always resist whatever sort of plans the wef has for us for australians for us as individuals or for us in the west or as humans until then we will keep bringing the resistance to you listeners every single week week in week out this is the vax man and this is sam And remember, resist, live free, do not comply. This has been Prison Colony Resistance, where you come to get your PCR test for For truth. truth. It's a great pleasure to be here again and to talk about the fourth industrial revolution. But before doing so, I would like to congratulate our hosts 
for having taken this initiative and for having the courage now and the foresight to transform what has been an annual meeting into an ongoing international organization. Governments have a key role to play. It's the young generation which certainly will drive the future, but governments have to shape the future, the theme of this annual meeting. When I was here last year, I talked about innovation, and many of the things <coughs> I talked about were considered to be fiction, far away in the future. But ladies and gentlemen, excellencies, the future is already here. The future has begun. Let me tell you why this fourth industrial revolution is so crucial, so overwhelming in terms of the changes it will bring to us. Of course, we know the first industrial revolution with the invention of the steam engine, the second one with the electricity facilitating mass production, the third one with the rise of some computer leading us into the digital age. But the fourth one is different. Four differences. The first one is the speed. The fourth revolution is not coming like the waves in the ocean, small waves. It's coming like a tsunami. And ladies and gentlemen, when we look at all the breakthroughs and all the possibilities, opportunities which we have in the coming years, it will be overwhelming to see how fast the change will happen in an exponential speed. The second difference is, it's not just one breakthrough. It's a combination of many breakthroughs at the same time. In the book which is available to you on the force industrial revolution, I mentioned 23 different breakthroughs, like the Internet of Things, like brain research, and I could go on and on. Of course, drones, robots, artificial intelligence, and so on. And all those different technologies, technologi technological advancements, reinforce each another. The third difference is this technological revolution does not bring just new products to us or services. It changes the systems. Look at Uber. It is not a new product in itself. It's a new system. It's a new system of mobility. 
Look at Airbnb. It's not a new product. It's a new system of hospitality. So this revolution changes all the systems, how we consume, how we produce, how we organize our supply chain. And this leads me to the fourth difference of this technological revolution. It changes not only what we are doing, it changes us. Because it's a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological spheres. It's an integration of those spheres. Just think of sensors planted into our brains. The opportunities are immense. And we have to prepare ourselves already now. History meets us now. And governments, as I said at the beginning, are challenged. They have to change. Let me just lay out three changes which I feel are absolutely essential. The first one is that governments recognize the role they have to play in order to foster innovation. In the future, it will not be any more a divide between advanced countries and emerging countries, between developed and less developed countries. I think the dividing line will be between innovative countries and non-innovative countries. That will make the difference whether governments can provide better life for the citizens in the future. Second, governments have to reorganize themselves. The old traditional hierarchical approach will not foster innovation. Governments have to reorganize themselves as platforms. I would say, take, take Apple as an example. Why is Apple so successful? It's not just because they produce great phones. They have a platform with thousands and thousands of apps. Some apps are run by Apple itself. Other apps are put on the Apple platform. And that's probably the vision of a modern government, where the government provides certain apps, certain services, but engages its citizens into the platform by providing their own service apps for the benefits of all citizens. The third difference, or the third change governments have to do and have to undertake is to put the whole emphasis on the development of human capital. In the future, it will be talents, the availability of talents, which create the competitive advantage of a country. I said already one year ago, 
capitalism in some way is replaced by talentism because talents is the most precious resource of a country. And here, the capability in a fast-changing world to reskill and upskill its people through lifelong education, to integrate all parts of population, inclusive women, into this talent pool is a challenge. I could go on and on, but you see my thoughts summarized in this small booklet. Let me just finish by sharing with you what I feel the necessary leadership capabilities are which we have to cultivate in this new age of the fourth industrial revolution. It is brains, soul, heart, and nerves. Let me explain. We need our brains, but maybe a little bit in a different way. What is essential for the future in terms of leadership capabilities is to develop contextual intelligence. We are living in fast-changing systems and we have to be able to connect the dots. Contextual intelligence. But the second dimension of leadership today is the soul. To have a vision, a long-term vision, as we find in this country. When everything is changing, we need people, leaders, who have a compass which shows them the way into the future. And not people who have a built-in radar system which send out signals and afterwards adapt permanently the course according to the reactions they get. The third leadership dimension is the heart. We have to embrace this change with passion. I know change creates different feelings in different people. Feelings of fear. Sometimes feelings of resistance. Particularly in people in governments who are used to a very stable environment. But change means opportunities. So we have to feel passionate about the change. We have to embrace all the possibilities this new fourth industrial revolution provides us with. And finally, we, good, we need good nerves. If I take the results of the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos just some weeks ago, I would say the key message is the unsinkable in many ways has to become sinkable and could become a reality. So we need good nerves. But your Excellency, 
as you mentioned also in your speech, in your introduction. This new technological revolution, it can provide the entry card for humanity into a new civilization. It's not the robotization of humanity. It's to make this earth a real human place. That's our task. That's what governments should do. And that's what we are all here for, to work together to create a more sophisticated, more enlightened humanity. Thank you. Thank you.